Hey girl, hey! You are listening to the Cherry Lounge Podcast, and I am your host, Tanisha Cherry. Bear with me because I'm about to go on a mini rant about the information that is being shared throughout this influencer industry. So if you're someone who (laughs) wants to get the real tea and you're trying to be a content creator and you really want the scoop, this episode is for you. I don't even know where to start. This is the part of the industry I really don't like. In fact, I think it's probably the only part I don't like. Everything else I'm Gucci with, but this, I hate it. It makes my blood boil, honestly. (laughs) With any business you get into, you have to do your research, not just on the content creation side, you know, the creative side, but on the business side. This industry is changing daily, and it's important as business owners because that's what we are, business owners, you know, personal brands. It's still a brand. (laughs) It's still a business. It's important that we educate ourselves on common practices and industry standards so we don't get taken advantage of. This is very important. I feel really bad because there's a lot of content creators coming into the space wanting to do this, and there's a lot of existing creators in the space who are getting taken advantage from experts and coaches and these expensive-ass courses from people who are supposed to be masters of social media who some of them haven't even attained the level of success that you're trying to get to but we spend all this money with them in hopes of getting to where we want and by the end of it we have nothing to show for it but less than a thousand or a few hundred dollars in our bank accounts and I feel really bad because I get it we all tell people to research but what does that research look like I think that's the biggest part that a lot of us don't touch on is okay I want to research the business side of being influencer but where do I start What am I looking for? What am I researching? Even when you go to school and you're getting an education, there's a course curriculum. There's books that you have to get. There are homework assignments that you have to do. There are projects to make sure you really understand the concept and the theories and really how to approach something from an outside perspective. There's things put in place so you can practice your skill set. There is no influencer school per se. I get it that people are wanting to get printable and hard copy resources that they can almost treat as a guide on how to be successful in this industry. But you guys have to remember that everybody's experience and roadmap is different and everyone's a different individual. Everyone has a different community and everyone's talking about something different. Their approach and their experience in this industry is going to be a lot different than yours. When people are providing you with information, you have to make sure that you put into perspective that This that they're telling me may not work for me completely. And we have to realize that. Another thing I want to mention is that a lot of these coaches and experts are teaching you about mindset, teaching you to be more confident, teaching you to believe in yourself. And that's all great. Okay? That's fabulous. That's amazing. We want people to be happy. We want them to believe in themselves. We want people to have that energy. But if you cannot then educate people, on what to do next and give them actual tactful tactful um, steps to take, you know, that confidence is only going to take you so far. It's great to be confident to send the email, but you also have to know what to say in the email, how to approach the email, how to get the contact um, name or email of the person that you're wanting to contact, you know, how to put together a creative pitch. You have to actually know that. And if you're not actually walking me through that process and looking at what I put together on my own and evaluating it, and giving me back feedback, then how helpful is this course and this resource that you're giving me, right? 
I need you guys to take that into account because I feel bad for a lot of people that have spent hundreds and thousands of dollars and it just didn't pan out the way that they expected. And they're doing the work or the suggested work. They're going through the activities and everything and still nothing. And a lot of these people, after you've taken the course or you've gotten this resource, there's no way for you to follow up with them. Like, that's it. The service is done. I got my money. There's nothing else for me to talk about with you. And that can be very frustrating because you think that you're spending all this money to invest in a successful career as a content creator only to realize that you got bamboozled, okay? And this isn't for everybody. I don't hate people that create resources and guides and courses. I do not. I don't hate people that call themselves experts. I don't. Because there's a lot of people who are very knowledgeable in this who I absolutely credit my success in this industry to. Okay, and I'll get into who those people are. Just want to say that not everybody is like that. There are some bad apples in the bunch, but not everybody's like that. The reason I'm doing this episode is because I want to tell creators that you have to consider the source, you guys. Alex Baldwin said it best, not in the best situation. (laughs) Might I add, not in the right situation, but I like the phrase. You have to consider the source of who you're getting your information from, okay? It's just like in school, they always tell you, you got to research your source. Make sure what they're saying is actual factual. You can't just believe what everyone's saying, you know? You can't just take someone else's information as your own. You have to consider the source and do your due diligence to investigate where they got this from and if that's fact, okay? So just make sure you're doing that, Um you have to be careful out there. There are definitely a lot of people taking advantage. And it's just frustrating because I'm someone that is working on paid resources because I get a lot of questions about being a content creator. I'm never going to start talking about Instagram as if I'm an employee that's actually designing the app because I'm not. And a lot of people do that. We see all these YouTube videos about, you know, hacks to get a thousand followers on Instagram, how to increase your engagement, how to go viral on reels. Like, that's honestly, it's kind of like hearsay. Like there's great advice and there's great strategies you can utilize, but sometimes the strategies don't work for every single person. And you have to take that into perspective because we're all different people. We're all different creators. As a black content creator who is a female, who is a little curvy, you know, who has natural hair, my experience is going to be very different than a white content creator who is a size two with blonde hair and blue eyes who are chasing that aesthetic our audiences are going to be a lot different. A lot of white girls don't follow black content creators because for some reason they think that they can't relate to us. I'll say trying to look like us, our aesthetic, but y'all can't relate to us. That part I'll never get, but that's a time. That's a topic for another episode. As I mentioned, my experience is going to be a lot different. What these girls are doing, I may not be able to do and still see the same amount of success they're receiving. I have to stay in my lane and focus on what I like to do and really analyze my community to see what it is they want from me and what it is what is it that I want to give to them and meet on the middle of that. I want to get into some of the people and resources that have been very helpful to me and my growth and my relationship with my community and just becoming a better content creator because definitely in the last two years, I have, I'm honestly truly proud of my growth. Um, even reporting, recording this podcast episode, I'm just really proud. And that's as a result of the amazing resources that I implemented into doing my research of this industry and trying to become a better content creator. That's the result of the positive support of other content creators in this space. 
fluid push me. And that's a result of me constantly trying to keep myself motiva- motivated. And at the times where I'm not motivated, just trying to walk myself through it. You know, honestly, there are, for example, I was supposed to record two podcast episodes today. It is now nine o'clock at night. I've been up since about five o'clock this morning. I was supposed to record one this morning and one in the afternoon. And I'm only recording them now, but it's okay. I'm going to be kind to myself because I recorded one about an hour ago. And now I'm recording this one. I'm trying to stay motivated. Maybe I didn't do it this morning when I wanted to. Maybe I didn't do one today and one yesterday as I was supposed to. But it's okay. It's still the same end result. It just looks a little differently than I planned. That's what's really been helping me. And I'm very appreciative and grateful to the people who have provided me insight on resources that have truly helped them. And I'm very grateful for the people that have created the resources that have helped me. So let's get into it because I know that's what you guys want to know. You want to know what are some things that have helped me be a content creator. All right. I'm going to share with you. And I'm also going to share these people's backgrounds because I think that is very important as to why I tapped into them and the information that they shared. Also, to just kind of give you guys a perspective of how I find people and how I know they are the real deal. And also what information I take from them. Because there's some people where I'm just like, there's certain areas I don't, I'm just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to omit that information and we're just going to take the rest. The first thing I want, first person I want to start with is Miss Brittany B. Bright is her Instagram name. And I'm going to go ahead and tag everyone in the description box of this episode so that you guys can go check them out. But I follow her on Twitter. She has a Twitter and Instagram. I find her to be a lot more active with sharing information about being content creator on Twitter so follow her on there on Miss B- Brittany B. Bright I think maybe her Twitter's actually Miss B. Bright I don't know check the description but she also has a resource page for influencers called the Influencer League check that out on Twitter and she has all these sort of threads she has threads on how to approach hashtags and how to utilize them on Instagram something I definitely have used myself and I found very helpful did it work for me all the time No, but did it work for me a lot of times that I applied it? Absolutely. And I saw a lot of growth and engagement on my post from from using that. And that's something that you have to work work at also, which I appreciate about the information that she shares. Nothing is overnight. Everything is a process and you really have to test things out and finesse it a bit to see see those results that you want. And even sometimes when you do that, it won't work. You just have to move on to the next thing, but you have to give it more than a day. Definitely more than a day. More, just definitely more than one or two photos. You have to, you know, give it a good couple of weeks or even a full 30 days and see what happens. So she shares a lot about that. She shares about how to reach out to brands, how to negotiate your rates, things you should be charging for. Her expertise is the fact that she's been a content creator for the last couple of years, but her background is actually in doing influencer marketing from the brand and agency side. So she has the experience of working with an actual agency and facilitating these influencer campaigns between brands and influencers knowing what the brands are looking for and also looking for looking at what influencers are doing and she communicates both sides of that very well on um, twitter to educate us on you know industry standards common practices and certain new trends that she's starting to see that's very helpful because she is someone that is working in the industry on both the creator and the brand side right now which is important some people are sharing outdated information of things that worked for them 10 years ago when Instagram didn't even have stories, reels, or hashtags. Again, consider the source. 
though. She's a really great person. So another person resource that I would definitely like to shout out is Miss Brittany Hennessy. I talk about Brittany Hennessy all the time. So she used to work for, I believe, Hertz. I believe, yes, I think so. If I got that wrong, Brittany, I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, she used to work with them on the brand side at the very beginning of the influencer marketing industry before there was even an industry like right before she was the person reaching out to influencers for brand partnerships so she knows what brands try to do and she knows what things that influencers miss she also wrote a book called the influencer book it's all about personal branding and how to navigate on the business end of being a content creator she doesn't really talk that much about the creative side but more of the business side of how to calculate your rates suggestions on that when you should be charging things you should be charging for how to negotiate things like that whether you should get an agent or you shouldn't a lot of great things she came out with that book a couple years ago and it's honestly like a bible it's a great book it's very affordable I think it's like $25 or less you can get the hard copy on Amazon or you could even get the digital on Kindle Kindle app is free on anything so you can download that if you don't have a tablet or a device to to read it on check out that book it's amazing she also works with the four community group on their facebook page she does weekly lives talking about different things happening in the industry which is great i love that she always addresses new things that are happening and what we should be looking out for as content creators and creative ways to approach these changes i love that because sometimes there are some people that are always thinking outside the box and there are some people it's very hard for them to, you know, look outside of what's presented in front of them. And I love that she caters to both types of people when she's sharing this sort of information. It's very helpful. She also has a newsletter that you should join called The Carbon August. Every so often she sends out a almost a roll call list of things that are happening right now in the industry. And these are things that can impact the way you do business, the way you're utilizing social apps, and also the way maybe you're creating content. So that's something really good. She also has a paid version of it for even more tea. And I'm sure she gets a lot of tea, you know, being around different brands and agency owners, bigger influencers. I haven't invested in the paid version, but you know what? I think I should. <laughs> I think I should because why the heck not? She also has an influencer business plan, which I am actually currently a part of. It's all about 100 days of really focusing on your business of being an influencer. It's been more than 100 days and I have not finished the plan yet. But the great thing about it is you can go with it at your own pace. And then the other thing about Brittany, because I feel like there's so many different resources that she has, especially now. She just launched a podcast called Influencers Essentials. I was actually just listening to two episodes today. Honestly, Brittany's just incredible, and I just love all the information. She has paid resources, but she also has a lot of free freebies. After listening to her talk and asking her questions and getting to know her and getting all those freebies, you know that when you get the paid, it's going to be solid. Because even though I haven't finished the influencer business plan, I'm more than halfway through. And I've been taking my time because one, I've been very busy. For me, it's just like it's a lot of information to take each module. It's a lot to unpack and a lot of things to address. And I just feel like a week is not enough time for me to really make these changes into how I'm doing business right now or how I'm thinking about things. I want to really take my time. That's why I it's been more than 100 days, but I am going to finish it. I may just start again from the beginning, to be honest, because it's been quite a while since I have looked at it. The resources are there, so there's no time limit. It's been very helpful, and it's really changed the way I have looked at the industry 
and the way I'm going to be making money as a content creator. I am making money now, but I've been really relying solely on solely on brand partnerships. And that is just such a small minded way of thinking as an influencer. There's so many ways you can make money. Brittany has been doing a lot of clubhouse rooms just randomly, which I really appreciate. So she's been doing these clubhouse rooms and I'm really excited because by the time this episode airs, we'll have already had it. But if you guys don't know, I have a club on Clubhouse called the Creator Lounge, which is pretty much a play on my podcast name, but it's still a great name. And it's me, my girl Carly and Kaylee. And we do these weekly chats, which are freebies. So if you're not already following the Creator Lounge Club on Clubhouse, make sure you are. Also follow me at Tanisha Cherry to get pinged and alerts on any rooms that I'm hosting or talking in. She is going to be talking to us and our community on Clubhouse on how to monetize outside of brand deals because I was listening to a chat that she had recently, earlier this week, where she basically explained that as a content creator, you should be looking to earn money. And there are so many ways to earn money and brand partnerships are great, but they should be the cherry on top to everything that you're doing, everything else that you're doing. So I really love that because in our weekly rooms, we always get questions about how to get brand deal. People always think that's the only way you can make money. So I'm excited to have this chat with Brittany where she can basically go into detail in all the ways that we can make money as a content creator, regardless of your following size on Instagram, which I think is very important because a lot of people think that Instagram is the end all be all when it comes to being a content creator and being successful. And it's not. Hey loungers, enjoying this episode? Make sure to take screenshot and post to your IG stories tagging me to let me know who your favorite people are to follow who share actionable creator tips online. Another person that I want to definitely shed light on is Toronto Shay. She's located in Toronto. She is an agency owner. I love Shanae. She's amazing. She has definitely changed the way I talk money with these brands. She has a private Facebook group called the Glow Up Inc., which you can put a request in. It is really invoice invite only. What they do is they really sift through the application. You can't just get accepted. You know, she wants to make sure that she's bringing people who aren't just taking away the gems, but contributing to the resources that are provided in this Facebook group. And also people that are serious about being a content creator, like people that have already had that foundation laid and just need the extra support and help and guidance. People that have pretty much done a lot of the work themselves already. She's been amazing. She has an agency and she's based in Toronto. She represents both Canadian and American creators and talent. She's really been killing it. Her Facebook group has definitely been very helpful for, to me. Her and all the ladies in it are always providing lots of information, which it's been really beneficial. It's great to hear something or get something and be able to ask a question in the group and have all these ladies give me the real feedback that I need. I feel like a lot of this industry is missing out on the community aspect. We're not helping each other out the way we should be, which sucks a lot because it's primarily women in this influence industry. We do have male influencers, absolutely. But we have a lot of female influencers. Everyone's supposed to be pro-woman and supporting each other, and they're not. I really want us to normalize that, sharing information and supporting one another and want to see each other win because this is a billion-dollar industry. I don't think people realize that. I know people that are making $300,000 a year, half a million dollars a year off of being a content creator, okay? They don't have a nine-to-five. They're doing this through brand deals and other ways of making money as a content creator, but they're making amazing livings. A lot of these women are the breadwinners in their families, 
we got to support each other more. There's enough money for everybody. You helping one girl out is not going to take money out of your pocket. Absolutely not. If anything, it's going to bring money to you because you're putting out good vibes and energy out into the universe. And that is always going to come back to you. So we definitely have to be more helpful. And I get it that some of us do get inundated with people not wanting to do the work and trying to get just a free ride. I get that. When someone seriously asks me like a serious question and I can help them, I absolutely do. But when some people just ask me these general questions of how do I get started blogging and I say start, like that's pretty much the end of the conversation. And I say that because I can just tell off that that you're not doing the work that you should be doing before approaching me. You know, I'm a great wealth of resource and knowledge and I'm always willing to help people and point them in the direct right direction as I am with this episode by sharing resources that have been helpful and valuable to my progression in this industry. But you also have to be serious and make sure you're not wasting people's time and taking advantage of that also. So definitely, yeah, Sinead is one. She has information that she shares a lot on her Instagram and also through Reels and her story. So definitely follow her, Toronto Shay. She's amazing. And she's an agency owner. So she is always seeing brand deals today. And she has a marketing and advertising background. She represents a lot of amazing, huge content creators. She knows what she's talking about. And she's also a black woman, too. And y'all should definitely check her out. And I feel like um, I probably want to just stop it right there for people, to be honest. There's also an Instagram page called the Influencer Pay Gap, I believe it's called. And it was started during, you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement because we started talking about amplifying black creators. The fact that black creators are just not getting the attention they should be. And it's not because there's not any and it's not because their following is low and it's not because their content is shit it's because people literally do see color (laughs) as much as people you know they see color and they're intimidated by it or they feel a type of way or they feel like they can't relate to it which I don't understand because I and I'm just going to be very frank a lot of white girls do not follow black content creators and if you say that I'm wrong Go into your list of people that you're following and count how many white influencers you're following and then go count how many black influencers you're following. Yeah, you see the difference, right? Okay. It's really annoying to see that. And I know people will say, well, you know, you can't relate because they're different. You know, obviously you're going to just if you're a black person, you relate to another black person. If you're a white person, you relate to another white person. Mm, In this situation, I wouldn't agree because I'm sorry, a lot of you white girls are dressing, talking like the black girls. You guys are definitely adapting to our wave and our culture. It doesn't make sense to me why a white girl that has is, you know, gelling down her baby hairs that she doesn't actually have, who's wearing the long stiletto nails with everything on it, who is doing the whole black girl hype beat style and just following our wave. And there's nothing wrong with it. Okay, you like that style. You want to dress like that. That's cool. But I just don't understand how you can follow other content creators or celebrities and public figures who are dressing like us. Um, and using our language and our slang, but you can't follow it directly from the source. Like, I'll just never understand that concept. And if that's, and if you're one of those people and you want to make a change, like start following some black content creators, starting with me, Cherry on Instagram, everywhere. Go down my following list. I follow tons of black creators. But the influencer pay gap is another one. It shows examples of what people are getting paid, what brands are saying when they're reaching out to us. And then you'll see hundreds and hundreds of comments of what other content creators experience is have been in response to what's being posted or advice and suggestions and feedback which is always helpful 
Last thing before I end this bad boy off, I want to name an example of when you should be considering the source and how you should be taking information. And I'm going to put a disclaimer because the two people I want to mention, Ami Songs and Marianna Hewitt, are two creators that I definitely admire. And I definitely have followed the trajectory of both their careers as being content creators and then creating their own actual business outside of being a creator. I love them and I admire how they've both grown their personal brands to household names and diversified their audience across different platforms and have also, as I said, started a business outside of being a content creator. But I strongly believe that both of them should stop providing certain type of feedback and advice to content creators on anything outside content creation. What I mean by this is I would really appreciate if they don't respond to comments about how to reach out to a brand and reframe it in an answer as, oh, well, this is how you get the brand's attention. So, for example, someone will be like, hey, uh, Mariana or hey, Ami, you know, how do I reach out to a brand to work with them? And then their answer will be like, well, if you want to get a brand's attention, that's not what they said. They said, how do I reach out to the brand? They didn't say, how do I get their attention? (laughs) But they'll respond and say, if you want to get the brand's attention and then provide them all this whatever advice and feedback. I just don't like it. And I really appreciate if they don't talk about growth outside of showing your personality. Like if someone says, how do I grow my community? And they want to say, well, it's important to be yourself and be transparent because people connect with that. And as you post amazing content, your following will grow with that. That answer I can rock with. Don't start talking strategy with these people when you guys don't have a strategy when it comes to your personal pages. And it's because at the time that you guys blew up, that wasn't required. And I'm saying this all because... These two individuals are people who are OG content creators who built their communities and relationships at a time when this industry was not an industry. Times have changed. The information they're providing is no longer relevant, okay? And there's a reason why I'm saying this. Ami Song was a speaker at Create and Cultivate a few years ago, and she pretty much told the audience of people that it's basically impossible to become a mega influencer right now, which is false. (laughs) And there was another occasion because I do follow Marianna Hewitt on Instagram. I follow them both because, as I said, I do love them. But there are certain things where I'm just like, eh, please stop. But Marianna Hewitt, someone had asked her a a question about how to grow their following on their blog. Her response was, no one is going to read your blog if you don't have a big following. And to just focus on posting on Instagram rather than having a blog. 